Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 35. I hope you're all having a an absolutely fantastic day so far. And like I said, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a bit of radio silence for me over the last number of, of weeks and months now. And I was scrolling back all the way down my feed to see which episode was the last one I did with Peter Tierney, of course. And um, But very, very glad to be back on the podcast. So a little bit of an update on me. So over the last number of weeks and months, and the, the reason why there's been a bit of radio silence has become because I've been on um, prep, doing a photo shoot prep. Um, so currently, I think I'm, I'm eight days post shoot at the moment, feeling amazing, feeling really, really good. Energy coming back in, training performance improving, um, improving my social life as well again, because I really, really went um, 100% in. As I said, I've said many a time on my, my Instagram, that was a time for me to really dial in um, and give this 100%. And when I'm in, I'm in. I'm always like that. Um, I'm either black or white. So um, I gave it absolutely everything. But now is the time for me to, to, to try and pull back and, and enjoy my social life, enjoy training, feel better, um, and all that kind of stuff as well. So I'm at a Feeling absolutely fantastic um, and really, really happy for the next number of months and weeks ahead. So first and foremost as well, I just want to say thank you um, to everyone who did drop me a message, um, drop me a message on Instagram, something like that. Um, the support that I got was was honestly a little bit overwhelming. The messages, the the DMs, the the constant support the whole time was just absolutely incredible. And and I, I do I do mean this when I say this that every message I, I got drove me to be that little bit more disciplined, a little bit more accurate, drove me on from a training performance standpoint. All the all the kind of the hard days were just made a little bit easier. So honestly, I, I do really mean this when I say it. I really, really appreciate all of you. So today's topic um, for today's podcast even will be on off-plan meals and, and how to structure them, how to relieve the, the feeling of, of guilt surrounding them, which I have, uh, a lot of my clients have, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have felt before the guilt that comes around them and what to do and more cardio, more steps and all these kind of things as well. So I'm going to try and make sure that I provide some actionable steps for you to all implement from today onwards. So why an off-plan meal podcast? Like, why, why am I doing that? So funny enough, today I'm actually going for an off-plan meal. I'm heading out to dinner with uh, two good friends who are heading back to Melbourne or to Ireland from Melbourne. So we're going to go out to dinner, um, the four of us with Gigi as well, and, and have an off-plan meal. So I thought this would be the, the best time for me to do this and run through the exact actions that I'm going to do across the day and to give you kind of um, exact uh, numbers and, and show you how to structure off-plan meals going forward to try and relieve all the guilt and all that kind of stuff. So first of all, off-plan meals. Like why do we actually have, why do we have them? What's the benefit of them? First and foremost, as I just discussed, I'm going to be meeting Mark and Care later, so it's a really nice social interaction. And we can also use it as something to really look forward to, okay, and that can relieve a little bit of stress. So relieving some some almost like diet fatigue, and those can be used when you're in a dieting phase or even in an off-season if you're very, very regimented and with your approach like I am. And it's quite nice to have, you know, go out for a meal and not have to eat I'm sure Gigi wouldn't be too happy with me if I, I ate uh, potatoes and chicken every single day of the year. So it's nice for us to go out um, and have an off-plan meal every now and again. Enjoyment, do you know, it's going to be a big word that we touch on today. Enjoying uh, an off-plan meal is very, very important to have. But like, like I said, kind of nice time to interact with friends, family members, partners, loved ones, all these kind of things is very, very important for us to, to have in across the year. Um, now, I always like to say that you do not need to have off-plan meals. I want to always say that 
Like this is is just a, a potential um, tool for us to, to use down the line. If you want to be 100% on plan and you're going to compete for stage, or even if you're not competing for stage, you don't have to use these, but they're a nice tool as well that I like to use. And I definitely advise all clients to, to use them as well. So previously I would have had a quite a lot of anxiety around them, which I know that a lot of you guys listen to probably um, have too. Um, I would be quite scared of going over my calories, just thinking the immediate fat gain that's going to happen directly after them. Um, I would pretty much have eaten next, I would say almost next to nothing during the day to make sure I, I don't go over my calories for the day. I would absolutely 100% do extra cardio. I would do more, more sets in the gym. I'd probably add on another couple of sets and some drop sets and all this kind of stuff. I would inevitably, no doubt, I would have done more steps. So done 20 plus K steps, gone for that off-plan meal that evening, and then probably done the exact same the next day after. And I now understand that this is not a healthy way to go about it. Um, it, it creates a, a poor relationship with them. And uh, it's, it's, yeah, like I said, it creates almost a vicious cycle is the word that, uh, the phrase that I might use. Um, and it creates a poor relationship with off-plan meals. And I would get maybe a message from one of my, uh, one of my friends saying, here, we're going out to go for a couple of drinks later, or we're going out to this restaurant, whatever. And then I would almost, my heart would drop a little bit and saying, God, I need to, I need to make up. I need to take some damage control. I need to do this, that, and the other. And end up hammering yourself into the floor for the day. You go out for your off-plan meal, and then you, you hammer yourself into the floor the next day to make up for it as well. And that that is just asking for a negative um, uh, relationship with food, which is very, very important that we try and stay away from. Remember, they are for actually enjoying, okay, and, and not doing everything in your power. So I'm going to close the window here. Apologies if there's any noise about, um, there's a kind of a violinist across the, the way from us who tends to play every now and again. Um, not doing, it's, it's not about doing everything in our power to, to negate these, um, these off-plan meals. It's about enjoyment at the end of the day. So when, I got asked this question actually today, when should you, you have an off-plan meal? Should it be on a, a train day? One of my clients asked me, should I, should I have it on, on, on my training day or should I have it on my non-training day? It, does it really matter which one I have it on? So my advice for this is gonna be just try not to overthink it too much. At the end of the day, it's gonna make very, very, very little difference dependent on which one that we go for or if we go for either one. Um, so for instance, for today for myself, I had a training day. So I just trained legs and I'm gonna have my off-plan meal this evening. So I have a rest day tomorrow. So you can either do it like that or, or have it, if it just falls on the day where you have, uh, a let's say if I had a train session tomorrow, I can think of it as, as more fuel and almost a better pump then for the following day. But sometimes it's nice kind of psychologically to have it the same day uh, of your training. So you kind of maybe feel that you're maybe offsetting that food a little bit more. But like I said, this is completely personal dependent and I just wouldn't really change your schedule much. If it lands on a train day, great. If it lands on a non-train day, great. If you're not trained the next day, no problem. It doesn't really matter. The question that I got asked earlier was what, what day should I put, put it on? Should I put it on, or should I put a train day on it? Or should I, should I wait the next day to use it, uh, use it the following day? And my answer would be always, what day can you train more effectively? Um, and if there's obviously alcohol involved, and I won't be drinking this evening, um, but if there is alcohol involved, then maybe the having the session the next day maybe isn't the best idea. I think the thought process of kind of offsetting those calories and from a psychological perspective 
to use those calories the following day. I think a lot of people, and I definitely used to think of everything like that. But at the end of the day, training performance is everything. So maybe it might be the best option then to do it the day before and the day of your off-plan meal, train before it, uh, fuel up after. And then also if you have your alcohol uh, involved in that meal, then you're not training the next day then. So like I said, don't overthink this. If it lands on train day, fantastic. If it doesn't, it's absolutely no stress. Okay, it's completely personal, personal dependent and alcohol dependent as well, I think we could probably say. So um, structuring our, our off-plan meals. So um, how do we structure them? How do we lead up into them is gonna be really important. So the first thing I'll write here, I've written in front of me is plan ahead, okay? We need to try and, ideally I've known about this for a week, so I've been able to plan my meals all around it, okay? So should we skip meals, okay, throughout the day? In my opinion, no. Should I do, did I do, so did I skip a meal today? Nope. Did I do any extra cardio today? Absolutely not. Did I do any more steps that I'm supposed to? No. I just stick to my my normal targets, okay, from an output perspective, and then I've pre-planned my nutrition already for today. You can potentially use a little bit of, like I said, I don't want you to skip any meals, but you can potentially use like an intermittent fasting technique as well, and um, if that's applicable. So for today, for instance, I just started my food one hour, one hour later than usual, just so I can kind of backload my food, be a little bit tighter around this window, um, and get the most out of it, okay? From each meal, I would probably say that just taking some carbohydrates and fats out of each meal leading up until dinner, trying to keep protein in somewhat the same, okay? Um, and then like I said, where if it's leading up to dinner, the main reason I say that is because 99% of the time it's gonna be uh, dinner is the off-plan meal for most clients, for myself, um, and most people that are probably listening to this podcast. So that's why I say, taking carbohydrates and dietary fat out of each meal leading up until your off-plan meal, of course, but that, if that's in the morning, and then you can do it after the meal then going forward. So for instance, a little small example for me. Um, so I just finished my post-workout meal directly before I jumped onto this podcast. At the moment, that would usually be 200 grams of, of jasmine rice, okay, which would probably be somewhat near to maybe 700 calories. Um, and instead of that, I had 500 grams of these 25% less carbohydrate potatoes, which is probably about 270 calories. So immediately there, I'd probably say 500 calories and from that. Is it the best fuel post-workout? Okay, is it as high carbohydrate? Are we gonna get as much glycogen at, uh, replenishment after that? Probably not as much, but it allows me to stay on plan. It allows me to, to leave some room for later. So acutely, it's absolutely no problem. So let's run through uh, like a kind of a real world example. And imagine this is your meal plan that I'm gonna run through here. And this would be something that I, I very often program for all my clients. So imagine in your meal plan, okay, so you would usually have, if it wasn't an off-plan meal day, would be meal one, let's say, a whole bagel, three whole eggs, some bacon medallions. Meal two then maybe was 200 grams of chicken breasts, 100 grams of basmati rice, 150 grams of mixed veg. And meal three then would be 200 grams of 10% minced beef, 100 grams of pasta, and 100 grams of, of, of uh, tomatoes as well, okay? So through that then, we need to think of, imagine, or, or imagining that we were actually going for an off-plan meal then on that day, and that was our day that we we're supposed to have. Let's run through each meal and maybe make some some clever food options that we can rotate out and rotate in even um, to save ourselves some calories and offset some for the evening, okay? So instead of our bagel, three whole eggs and bacon medallions, what we could change that to is one bagel thin, okay? 150 grams of egg whites, 
keep the bacon medallions and add some spinach from a satiety perspective, okay? By doing so, we've actually saved ourselves 320 calories in meal one. Meal two then is gonna be 200 grams of chicken breast, basmati, 100 grams of basmati rice, 150 grams of mixed veg. Let's change that, let's change that to 200 grams of chicken, even 200 grams of turkey breast as well. Just thinking of an hour, probably should have put that in as well. A little bit less dietary fat in, in turkey. But 200 grams of chicken breast, instead of the basmati rice, we change that to 200 grams of salad leaves and also adding 150 grams of mixed veg. This is just going to add a lot more volume then. And, and actually overall, in terms of the volume of the meal, you're eating more volume and the weight of the meal is going to be much bigger. Of course, you have an extra 100 grams from the basmati rice to the salad, and but you've saved yourself 310 calories and potentially a little bit more if you change that to turkey. Meal three then, 200 grams of 10% beef mince, 100 grams of pasta, and 100 grams of tomatoes. So we can change this very, very easily to 200 grams of from 10% to 5% beef mince, 5% fat and 10% fat this is. Instead of 100 grams of pasta, we'll change that to 200 grams of potato, and we'll keep the 100 grams of tomato. Again, you are gonna be eating more food in this, second, in this meal with the potato and change from the 100 grams of pasta to 200 grams of potato and everything remains the same volume wise but you've actually saved 250 calories okay before a little pro tip then before you go out for dinner i would always advise this i tell everyone all my clients to do so and i do this myself have something before you go out to dinner the worst thing you can do rule of thumb here is to never go to dinner uh, go never go to a meal starving because that, you know, that clever steak option that you had turns out to be the Parmesan fries with the truffle sauce. You end up getting the brownie at the end because you're starving and all these kind of things are just, all the sides add up and desserts, etc. So you end up probably saving calories in long term. I, I, I would sometimes have, you might see me have maybe like a 300 grams of frozen blueberries, you know, which is going to be 80 calories, 90 calories, or maybe an apple or a banana, something like that. That's high satiety, high volume, low calories, high in fiber. That's going to offset a little bit of that uh, hunger signaling before you go out. So by making these changes, the bagel thins, the basmati rice to mixed veg, 10% to 5% beef mince from pasta to potato, you've actually, and this is as well, and eating an extra apple as well compared to the other day, you've saved yourself 843 calories. You've saved yourself 120 grams of carbs, give or take, 30 grams of fat and 25 grams of protein, uh, only 25 grams of protein less as well from the two days. So you've pretty much hit your protein target, much less carbs and much less fat for us to actually utilize now in this off-plan meal. Okay, really, really easy, clever food option cho choices across the day. Exactly like I've done today, instead of having basmati rice, I just had potato and 25% less carb potatoes at that, and um, just so I can offset and leave some calories and backload my food until the evening. Now, we have inevitably made a lot of room. Okay, we've made room and um, forced to have this off-plan meal. What should we have for our off-plan meal? Okay, so I'm gonna break this down into two, two elements. If you are in control of the location, okay, I always advise clients to do maybe these kind of three things are, are usually my go-tos. One is gonna be Nando's. This is a fantastic place to go. You can get all the calories and macronutrients on my fitness pal and on the website. Two is gonna be sushi. Um, sushi, clever, clever options and clever orders in there. It's absolutely delicious. 
and also uh, something like Camille. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to be back home. Listen to this, you'll all know what Camille is. It's like a Thai food place. I'm sure a lot of places are doing this now. I'm not. I don't actually order too much food in. I'd maybe go out for food more so, so I wouldn't be too skilled up on this. And you guys could probably tell me better than I can tell you. But Camille is, is somewhere where it actually has all the calories, all the macronutrients for all of its dishes online. You can look that up before. So let's use an example here. Um, so we rem remind, remembering, excuse me, a reminder that you've saved yourself 843 calories by using those uh, changing changes in food options, okay? From the, the bagel to bagel thin, etc. So I'm gonna try kind of stay in within those calories. So if you're in Nando's, a nice order, and I've searched this all on my fitness pal um, previously, Nando's, imagine you got a quarter chicken, okay, and, and a side of chips is going to be 45 protein, 60 carbs, 37 fat, 760 calories only, okay, easy, fit it in, you've hit your, you've hit your calories for the day. Camille, you can get a, and I, I might be saying this wrong, a Pad King stir fry with a side of stir fry noodles, 48 protein, 82 carbs, and 21 grams of dietary fat, 724 calories only. And if you went out for sushi, imagine you got six spicy tuna rolls, six salmon uh, nigiri, I think it's called, and um, I always get it wrong, and one serving of edamame on the side, 30 protein, 75 carbs, 30 grams of fat, only 701 calories, okay? So that's so easy for you to fit into your overall calories and macronutrients for the day. You might not even need as much of that um, if your appetite isn't too high, if you're dieting at the moment, but it's really easy for us to, to pick some clever food options um, and not complete, like I was looking through the Camille, uh, or I might be saying that wrong as well, Camille, um, earlier, and if you got like this green coconut curry, or if you got, if you went to Nando's and got, I actually don't even know 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 what I would select here, but some some of the things with mayonnaise and the pita breads and all this kind of stuff as well that would and the cheese on the side and all that kind of stuff is just going to tot up unnecessary calories for you to for you to go over your calories for that day and just inevitably have a, a negative effect on what you're trying to achieve here. So if you go in, think of think of what you want to try and have before. Clever food choices, pre-track it in my fitness pal. It's really really easy for you to stay on track. However, you will not always be in control of where you're going to go, okay? So if you are out of control of the situation and cannot choose a location, which is very, very common for us to happen, I would advise doing a couple of things. So first and foremost, you can look up the menu, like with the, the Nando's, etc. You can evaluate or look up the, you can look up the menu prior or, or do good evaluation of when you actually get in there. For even when you are in control, try and have, or, or when you're out of control, try and have a meal that you have in your head and um, before you go in that you can actually stick to because tendencies are when we walk in to go, oh, is that chicken salad looking that so nice anymore or am I going to have this pizza or whatever it is? So let's use pizza for an example. Again, I was chatting to one of the guys a couple of weeks ago, one of my clients, and he said, Josh, I'm going out for, for pizza the weekend. Like, any tips on it? And I said, just keep, keep it simple, you know, clever food choices. Maybe like a margarita or some like a chicken and pepper pizza or a Hawaiian or something like that. It's going to be low calorie meats, you know, lean meats, turkey, chicken, ham, these kind of things. I wouldn't, I would definitely not advise having something like a, um, let me think, like a, a salami or like a, a, let's say a pepperoni meat deluxe with added pesto and, 
and olives and some mozzarella and some sun-dried tomatoes and all these things that are very, very high in dietary fat, which ramp up. That could be the difference between your, your chicken and pepper pizza being 800 calories and your meat, I can't remember what I said, a meat deluxe with pesto and all of this being maybe 1,800 calories or 2,000 calories very, very easily. And if you sprinkle Parmesan on top and have the, the garlic chili oil or the, the chili oil on the table, that could honestly be close to two and a half thousand calories. And you've just almost doubled it by, by doing, having these options. Over doubled it potentially, so clever options. A steak is always a really easy one, in my opinion. Uh, a steak, a lean cut, cut of steak um, with some chips on the side, so you can get some baked potatoes or something. Always get the sauce on the side, um, in my opinion, or just ask for no sauce and some mixed greens or some salad um, would be my, my option there. If you're going out for a burger, maybe ask for like a burger burger bowl um, or something like that. Do we need to have you know red meat and bacon and cheese and, and more cheese and sour cream and avocado and all that kind of stuff? No, maybe if you had like chicken breasts, if you're really uh, a little bit lower on calories in that day, or if you're dieting at the moment, maybe chicken a burger, having the sauce on the side or no sauce, having some chips, some mixed greens, a side salad, all these kind of things that you can use to, to bulk up the meals. So there are kind of three options that I think that a lot of people would run into. Um, like let's say, for instance, uh, pasta or something like that as well might be one that we run run into. Are we going to get the carbonara with the with the parmesan and the bacon in there and the side of chips? No, could we have like a pasta with like... And maybe tomato sauce and some chicken in there, something like that. It, it, it's, it's not that hard. And I always say it's a choice at the end of the day. If we plan ahead, if you can be mindful before you go in there, you can still really enjoy these social situations. You can enjoy, ha can enjoy having the meal off plan, but it doesn't mean that you completely ruin your, your week. You completely throw your physique um, and just start to create this poor relationship with with food and, and off-plan meals and, and creating a poor body image then at the end of the day. So it's important that we do plan ahead and, and are mindful and, and actually enjoy it, but, but stay on track is, is the key. So when we've actually ordered the meal, um, it's important to actually be present in the meal and in control, okay? Actually enjoying the meal is one thing, and I think that a lot of people will, will almost get lost when they, they, they get in there and they start to taste the, the pizza or the pasta or something like this and just completely lose focus of, of, of where they are, you know, where the meal has gone. And I'm sure that you've all maybe watched something on your phone or you've watched some TV um, while you're eating a meal and then you look down and the meal's gone in front of you and you don't, you don't know where the hell it's gone. You didn't even enjoy it. You, you weren't present in that moment. It was, it was mindless eating rather than mindful eating. And I have a podcast on this that I did with um, Brian as well. So please do listen to that one as well if, if this is something that you struggle with a little bit. So a couple of things that we can touch on, you know, is, is going to be to actually in, enjoying the meal first and foremost putting the fork down between bites, okay? How many times have we just stared down at the at the bowl of pasta in front of you and just gone one after the other after the other? Put the fork down in between the bites. Actually talking and, and connecting with the person in front of you if you're there with your, your brother or if you're there with your mom and dad or your partner or whoever it is, actually conversing with them and, and connecting with them is very important. A nice thing that I like to do is have like a, a 750 or, or 500 ml glass of water in front of me. Of course, you don't have to weigh that when you're in the restaurant, of course. But even when I'm dieting, I'll always have a big glass of water beside me and I will have a, a sip of water in between my bites. 
try and be the last person to finish. Really, really nice cue. Everyone always tells, Josh, you're such a slow eater. I wouldn't say that I'm a slow eater. I'm a mindful eater because I have an incredibly large appetite. I could easily eat five, 6,000 calories every single day without, without a shadow of a doubt. But I know that that's not in line my goals right now. So I need to be able to be more mindful. I, I will always be one of the last anyway, for sure, for eating. And I never used to be like that. I, I used to hound my meals down, get them down as quickly as possible. And this is just not going to be great for when we go out for, for an off-plan meal. Because you're not even going to notice the meal. So try and be the last one to actually finish chewing your bites, taking 20 bites per chew, really actually feeling and, and almost being present with the food. It's going to sound a little bit weird, but being present with the food in your mouth. What flavors can you taste? What can you taste? Can you taste this a little bit salty? Can you taste the chili? Can you taste the tomato sauce? That's mindful eating. Mindless eating is putting the head in the in the in the bowl and just literally like a conveyor belt with the hand just going up to the mouth of the fork and that's quite unmindful, okay? A nice little tip that I have, have been using, and I've only just started to do this, and my first off-plan meal was only on um, maybe eight days ago now at this stage, especially if you are just coming from a dieting phase, I think it was nice, uh, and again, I've never really set, said this um, on, on any social media um, or on my Instagram or anything like this, but it was a really nice practice that I, I just did um, almost by mistake. I want, I want, I what I did, excuse me, trying to get the words out now, is to almost prove it to yourself that you are in control, okay? And you can do this by leaving at least one bite on your plate at the end. So if that's a chip, okay? Or if that's a string of pasta, or if that's, do you know, like your last bit, like half a crust from your pizza, something that you've just left there. I'm sure you would like to eat it, but it just kind of, it was a nice feeling knowing that, Again, we went for a chicken parm and some chips on my, my first meal after my prep. And I ended up leaving a couple of chips and one or two bites of the, the parma there. And I, I, I could have eaten it. There's no doubt in my mind. But I knew, you know what, I'm actually, I'm aware that I'm, I'm actually full. You know, I don't need that. So let me just prove it to myself. Let me show myself that I am in control right now. And let me leave that bite on the plate. And it was quite... um. It's quite powerful, actually, I found, to, to, to prove it to myself that, Josh, you don't need that. Um, just leave it there. So if you guys are doing an off-plan meal, um, tr trust me on that one. Do try it. Um, it. It was, like I said, quite a powerful uh, practice or powerful technique to use. So we have had our off-plan meal. We've enjoyed ourselves. We've enjoyed our time. We go to bed that evening. We wake up. What do we do the day after? Always a, a key question I know a lot asks. What to do? More cardio? more steps, more food, right back, no, absolutely not, right back to plan, okay? You sure, Josh, even if I ate 6,000 calories last night, completely blew it out, no, absolutely not, right back to plan, okay? The main reason for this is I tell all clients, no matter what has happened before, first and foremost, be honest with me, feel comfortable telling me, I have a very good relationship with all clients now at the moment, where they have no problem telling me if they completely blew client, blew calories out of the water. We shouldn't demonize it. It's absolutely natural to happen every now and again. I cannot sit here and tell you that I've never done that before, of course, but it's important for us to be honest and open with ourselves and say, okay, what, what can we do going forward? Because if we do that extra cardio, we do more steps, we do more train, do double training sessions that day, we eat way less food. Like I said, we're uh, previously in the podcast, we we're just creating this poor 
relationship with food, poor relationship with um, off-plan meals. And it's, it gets into a stage where, and, and honestly, I've been here so many times, and I was here for years and years, where you, you go blow out your calories, you over-restrict then for the week, and inevitably your hunger signaling is so high by the weekend, you end up doing it again. It's almost like a bit, I don't really like the word binge, but an over-consumption of calories, almost out of control. The next week, then you're over-restricting, and it just becomes this, this vicious cycle, which, like I said, I've been in before myself, and it's not a really good place to be. Why do we not restrict? Why do we not um, overcompensate for the next day, even if we've eaten 6,000 calories? You know, I've, I've had clients come to me before and say, like large numbers of calories, maybe not 6,000, but, but quite high, three, four, 5,000. I just say, don't worry about it. The past in the past, right back to plan. Okay, it's a really nice thing to think of where we go, I can get back to plan tomorrow and then just keep moving forward, okay? Because if you don't get back to plan, if you do more cardio and more steps and less food, what actually happens? So your energy, your mood, your stress levels, your sleep, your training performance are all gonna have, take a hit, you know, they're gonna have a negative effect to them if we over-restrict them the following day. And I will say that this can be a, a quite a scary thought. And like I said, I've been here before a million and one times myself. I've been living this life before for years and years and years. And it can be quite a scary thought to just get right back to plan, even though we've had uh, 6,000 calories the next day and you might feel I need to make it up. Now, I will also say, if you've had, uh, 6,000 is a little bit crazy, of course, I'm sure that you guys would not would never do that, and I probably hadn't hit 6,000 before, but let's say we did do like, let's say 4,000 calories over, or okay, 4,000 calories in total for the day. My advice to you would be to, to kind of auto-regulate the next day dependent on hunger signaling. So if you're absolutely like full to the brim the next day, do you need to eat that two, 3,000 calories that's on your plan? Probably not, you know, just go off like I said, hunger signaling and auto-regulating it. You don't need to have, go all the way back to plan, but most of the time, 99% of cases, I would just advise getting right back to plan no matter what has happened before again. Even saying that out loud, it can just create uh, more of a negative, uh, vicious cycle that we touch on a negative um, relationship with that saying, I can go over because tomorrow I'm gonna really restrict myself, which we should not do, we should not do, excuse me. So, like I said, it was placed there to be enjoyed. Okay, so you have to enjoy it. Now, the key to all of this and enjoying your off-plan meals and going back to plan the next day and not over-restricting, this is, this is the key to it all. It all happens through a mindset shift, okay? A mindset flip is what I've called it. We need to now change our mindset. And this is, again, very, very difficult to do and it takes time. It's a skill in itself. We need to change your mindset and think of all this extra fuel you've just put in the tank. The more energy that you have in the tank, the PBs that you're gonna get the next day, personal best, the big, big level of training performance coming the next day, and the pumps. I'm sure that if you went out for a pizza, let's say, and there's gonna be more sodium in there, you've eaten more carbohydrates today, you're gonna to get an unbelievable pump. So try not to think of it as over-consuming, going way over my calories to try and pull it back. We're trying to use a key word here as an opportunity to progress in your training, okay? Try not to think of it in a negative light. Try to think of it in a positive light. Try to look at the glass half full and looking at it as an opportunity rather than a negative, okay? This, in my opinion, is the key determining factor in trying to 
trying to use these uh, in a positive light, like I said. If we can flip our mindset into using off-plan meals as a social tool, as a way to relieve diet stress, as a way to just relieve stress in general, and an absolute opportunity to really fuel our workouts. So I will leave you with one final, final note. Remember why you're actually having an off-plan meal, okay? They're there to be enjoyed, they're not there to be fearful of. We need to try and try and think of that. And like I said, just to finish the, the podcast there, if we can flip our mindset and say in off-plan meals, we use that to our advantage with the extra fuel, the extra calories, the extra train performance, the extra pumps that you're going to get for the following week, and flip your mindset into looking at the positives to it rather than the negatives, I really think that's going to help at long term with these going forward. However, guys, if anyone is struggling with this currently, please do not feel that you, please don't hesitate to ask even, just drop me a message. I'd be, I'd be more than happy to chat, even if I've mentioned jumping onto a phone call, a Zoom call, whatever it is. That's what I'm here for at the end of the day is to help you guys. So if that is something that you do need some help with, please, of course, let me know. So hopefully you guys have, have, have found some value in this. Uh, and if you did, I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing the podcast or maybe your stories, as I know this is a, a really, really important episode that I know a lot of people can actually uh, get value from. Um, and a lot of people out there are struggling with this uh, a lot. I get these messages all the time from, from clients and, and people uh, on Instagram, things like that. And they have a little bit of anxiety about going off plan. So hopefully this can help yourself. Hopefully it can help someone else as well. In terms of coaching spots as well, just wanted to touch on that. Um, as I'm approaching pretty much completely full capacity at the moment and by the looks of the, the roadmap call scheduled and and the inquiries at the moment, uh, post Christmas and New Year's and New New York, not even uh, New Year's, excuse me, is going to be extremely busy. So do please make sure that you book in your free roadmap call with myself. Um, slots are uh, open for up to thirty days. So between now and the kind of the first week of January, there are roadmap calls available. So please either drop me a message if that's something you're interested in, or hit the link in my bio, and you can book in your free call with myself, and we can discuss where you're at right now, body comp, where you want to try and get to long term, and how can we get there from A to B. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your days. Again, hopefully you enjoyed that podcast. I'm really, really looking forward to touching base in our next one.